electronic walkabout. No one should have to walk through life alone. We share our good times, bad times, and the best of times. Everyone needs a little direction now and again. Let TC and Wilkie show you the way. A podcast where we talk about the important things in life. Come journey with us. Electronic Walkabout. Hello, this is your host TC, and together with Wilkie, we welcome you to this episode of You Walkabout, a podcast where we talk about the important things in life. How are you doing tonight, Wilkie? TC, I'm doing great, pal. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun tonight. We got something for our listeners that they're truly going to appreciate. I think so. This episode, we are excited to have our first guest, Edgar Nelson. Edgar is originally from Nicaragua, moving to Canada. I have known him not only as a fantastic mixologist, but I'm proud to call him a friend. No different than Woodier Sam from the infamous Cheers Bar, Edgar truly knows everyone by name and makes everyone feel welcome at home, giving them that little break from reality. He's here to share how he has overcome adversity, immigrated to Canada, and making a life for himself and helping others along the way. How are you doing tonight, Edgar? Good to see you, Wilkie. I'm here. I'm, I'm doing this for you all, and let the viewers listen to me. My What I got to say, coming from where I'm coming from, it's, it's going to be a fun ride. Excellent. Well, can't wait, but before we get into that ride, we got, yeah. we got a little fun business to take care of, and we like to start with a good news story. So, Wilkie, you have the mic. Yeah, so guys, look at I was scrolling through social media and stuff. I found this neat, uh, good news story. Again, I don't know if it's this was a social experiment or not, or if it was true. But anyways, I was watching this video, and there's this guy who's afraid to go down this escalator. Just kept, no, no, no. People just walking, staring at him, just going by and going down. Then a man with his wife in a stroller and the kid walking with him, He's like, tells his wife to go ahead, drops the guy. He's like, are you afraid? And he goes, yeah, come with me. He held his hand. His son went in front of him, and we went down the, down the escalator. Halfway down, the son reached and grabbed his hand and said, don't worry, I'm Batman. Because the kid had a little Batman mask. <laughs> and that family took this guy down, <laughs> down this escalator. And I don't know, I thought that was a pretty neat little story, especially when the little kid said, don't worry. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't tell you, my sister is afraid of escalators. And, I, and I, I don't like to make fun of it, but I do because she's my sister. Right? Yeah. So, but it, I, I truly, truly appreciate that fear, right? Yeah. So, anyway, that, that was a bit of levity we can yeah. start the podcast with. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for sharing, Wilkie. You betcha. And let's let's get on that ride and uh, yeah. see, see where we can go from there. So Okay. Yeah, great. Edgar, thanks again for coming in and joining us. I'm excited for you to be here. TC's excited for you to be here. And let's really start at the beginning. First of all, just tell us your story. Tell us your background and leading up to your life. Thank you all, guys, for having me. Um, Born and raised in Nicaragua in a little town named Tronquera. You know, it's a logging logging town. So uh, my dad had a house where the company gave him. Mm -hmm. So... We born and grew up there. Uh, you know, it growing up was tough. We was five kids and mom and dad in one house. Oh, yeah. Two bedroom. That's it. Everybody crawled up on top of that. You know? And um, I had experience when I was young. So I remember when I was six or seven years old, I said to myself, and I remember it's like yesterday, I want to travel over the whole world. 
that was one thing was in my head. And I said it. Maybe I was six or seven years old. And by the way, my first pair of shoes, I, I put on a first pair of shoes when I was six years old. Really? Six years six old. years old. And the shoes was where? They give it to my mom. And I was, I remember I was so happy to have an, the shoes on that tear of me, you know, but I was happy. Right. I was happy. So um, that that type of thing brought me up with with care for people. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me who I am. You know, it made me stronger. It made me care about people. And that's why, you know, I am here. That's why I'm here today with you all. Yeah. I'm here today with you all because I survived a lot. And I had to went through a lot of huddle. A lot. But you know what? Um, it brought me up a stronger man and a better person. So it's it's that adversity that 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 somehow you overcame, and not just once, a number of times in your life. Because you wouldn't you wouldn't be sitting here today if there wasn't a little bit of adversity or a lot of adversity along the way. Is that fair to say? Or? Absolutely, absolutely. I had a lot of adversity. First of all, I, I'm, I'm, when I was thirteen years old, I stopped going to school because I said this is not for me, not for me. And I started working at fourteen years. Um, because, you know, I had to take, my mom was getting older and my dad was retired already. So the money was not that good. You know, so I went to work and behind my mom back, she didn't know. She get to know when I bring her money. She's like, I'm like, mom, this is, she thinks I was going to school. No, I was going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then when I bring her money, where the hell you get you know, you know those old people in that time, eh? Yeah. Where you get that from? You know? <laughs> she thought you were up to no good, didn't she? Thank you. Yes. 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 And yeah. then and then I tell her where, where the money was coming from. And oh she didn't believe it, man, that how I could have do that in two weeks and don't tell her. Not even my brother them didn't tell her. And I'm the youngest one from the family. Eh? I'm the youngest one from the family and the only one been out and about. Mm. Yeah. So the youngest one, uh, obviously not afraid of work. Oh, no. <laughs> no. And, and uh, you, had this, you had this, I'll say, travel bug beginning in six years. Yeah. When did that bug really, really bite you? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Um, well, I went to live in Guatemala, and I'm, we're not going to say why, because this is... Uh, That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I went to live in Guatemala uh, when I was 19 years old. I lived there for five years. My daughter born there. She made in Guatemala. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One and only. One and only. So when you look at the bottom of her foot, it says made in Guatemala. Made in Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> she, she got the brand in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I went to live in Guatemala, and then I was playing basketball one day, and I used to train every day. And a guy come up to me and he said, "Hey Edgar, we got a basketball team. You you would like would you like to play with us?" I said, "Yes." You know, I'm foreign, right? So I start playing with them, and then we win the championship. And and the president of that company say he wanted to meet me, so I go meet the guy, and he's like. Oh, Edgar, you're from Nicaragua. We're going to open an office in Nicaragua if you want. We can send you back there with a job, salesperson. So they, they, they used to sell water pump. And they trained me how to install water pump, how to design a pool. So I know all of that stuff. 
they send, they, they train me. And when it's time was to go to Nicaragua, they give me a motorbike and they say, hey, take this with you. This is yours. <laughs> so I went to Nicaragua back with my daughter now and, and my ex and making a living. But I said, one, not even one year. I said, you know what? I got to pursue my dream now. My daughter getting older and, and I, she was two years old and I said, okay, time for me to go. And my ex is like, no, if you go, you're not coming back. I said, you're done right. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, no, because she wanted to stop me yeah. doing what I wanted to do. And I said, no, I'm not going to happen. This was historic. Never happened before. I wrote a letter like this with my hand. I get the address from the company in Miami. I wrote a letter with my hand. Tell them, say that I was interested in working for them. It's in a big company. And we're talking about 20, 30,000 people. In Miami. Yeah. And I wrote that letter. Not going to believe me. Two weeks after I get my contract. Two weeks. Really? Incredible. This never happened before. <laughs> so, two questions I have for you. Yeah. Okay, where did you write this letter to? To the office in Miami. What's the name of the business we're talking about? What are we? What What are we? It, it, it named Apollo Ship Chandler. Uh, What's the cruise ship? Oh, cruise ship. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it, two weeks, right? Two weeks, I get my contract, and they say in my contract they say, "Oh, you have to go to the American embassy with this with this letter, and um, we, we expect you such a day." And, and just one clear, if I write a letter two weeks, like if I write a letter to a cruise ship two weeks, I'm going to have a job? Is that what you're No, saying? no, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's like, hey, it's like, listen, listen, I'm a special guy now. It's only happened once. Special circumstances. <laughs> I was shocked. I was shocked. I am still shocked how that happened. How I get that. So you say you made the decision. I'm going. I'm following my dreams. Yeah. I'm traveling the world. Yeah. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. And then you write the letter two weeks later. Two weeks later, gone. I get a job. Crazy. I go with this with this letter to the embassy. They don't ask me no question, eh? Because the letter comes direct to them. They gave me my visa. Two weeks after, I'm out in Miami, Miami Beach. <laughs> really? The company hotel was in Miami Beach. And I used to hear about Miami Beach, eh? Yeah. Two blocks from the beach. I'm like, oh boy, this is the life. What a difference. What a culture shock, though. Oh, maybe oh. Nicaragua going to Miami. Oh, it was a culture shock because I didn't speak English. Right. My mother language is Spanish. I learned English on the cruise ship. Yeah. How I learned it? Watching just American TV. I'm uh, just watching American TV. Man. I learned it in eight months. Eight <laughs> months. Because you're interested, right? And, and I I was working like a cleaner and then dishwasher. That's what they gave me before. And I said, no, I was interested in being, walking up, going up the ladder. Yeah. In one year, I get four promotion. One year. Right. But I was like, you know, I was a study holic. Well, yeah, you're changing your situation for the better of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So I start winning four hundred dollar, and I end up in one year one thousand two hundred. Really? Yeah. So eight months. Then I go home on vacation, and and you know, I see my mom, and I, uh, you know, I tell her, I said, "Mama, life changed now." So I was, I was on the cruise ship for the next five years just for my mom, take care of her, you know, because yeah. she didn't, 
she didn't get that kind of life with my dad because the damn old man, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and me and she used to get in it to be I'm like tell her, I used to tell her, say, why you married this damn old man? He broke. You know? Yeah. 33 years older than my mom. Oh, really? My dad. Really? So I said, why you married? He got money at least. No, the damn man broke. So then I said, why you married him? Yeah. <laughs> the love of the man, Edgar. The love of the man. Hey, come on now. <laughs> and she that's what she tells yes. me. Yeah, the love of the man. And she says it to all, man. You know. Yeah. But anyway, I start working myself up. The next year I go on the cruise ship, I'm a I work in the store. The store is like where every this a store everything, food, beverage, everything. So I was assist, assistant store manager, and I learned the job. When when the provision master went on vacation, the, the office called me, Edgar, um, we want to take over the provision master job. You know, you use white suit, you you have your own cabin. I said, yeah. Nice. And I did that for two years. Yeah. But the money was just 1600 and that's it. And then I met a friend. He was from Jamaica, living in Montreal. Okay. Bar manager. Black guy, eh? So yeah, yeah. So this guy tell me, say, hey Edgar, hey, what you doing down here, man? You should be up there bartending, cause he knows I like to talk, right? <laughs> I said, oh, I'm gonna try. So he give me a list of all the cocktails, man. I every night, 162 different cocktails. 162 cocktails. Yes. Yeah. Give me that list. He said, study this. Two months, I got it right in my head. Everything. I was interested, you know. Yeah, yeah. Work, read, study, go back to work. No, my English much better. And this is another thing. Never ever that company did this before. When you're in the food, in, when, when you're working for the food, they never ever transfer you to the bar. Never. Oh, really? Never. No, remember, I'm making 1600 bucks and I request. When I was ready to be a bartender, I request. I said, hey, I would like to transfer to the bar. And they say, oh, that's going to be difficult. Because when they got somebody good in the food, they don't want to lose them. You know? Yeah. yeah. But, and then they, they, they make it difficult for me. You know what they tell me? Say, first of all, if we transfer you to the bar, you're going to start down like the bar boy, 440 bucks. Now I'm, I remember I'm making 1600 right now. Yeah. So I give up all that. I say, no problem. No problem. No, no problem. problem. No, no problem. That's the stepping stone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I go on vacation and come back, send me on a ship, bar boy, pulling up ice and this and then. Yeah. And then when the bar used to be full, I used to go in and help the bartender make drink. And this guy, they're looking at me, they're like, oh, man, he, he, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> how much how much how much time I lost bar boy? One week. One week as a bar boy. Bar manager come to me and she said, he said, Edgar, go downstairs and get your bar bartender clothes. You're coming up to the bar. Nice. You call to the bar. Yes. No. We're not talking about a lawyer. <laughs> no. Yeah. And they were they were my life start changing now. Right. No one working with people upstairs and uh, you know, it was all fun. Yeah. All fun. And so, so, so is how I get in bartending. 
the bartending must come easy for you because yeah. I met you the one time yeah. and we were talking the whole time we were there. Yeah. And it yeah. just must have came natural for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what this guy told me. Yeah. And and he put it in my head right and I'm like, oh man, he must be see something what I don't know that I got, you know. Yeah. yeah. And boom. I started traveling over the whole world, man. So give me give me a time reference on when you first started tending bar on a cruise ship. What year was that? Um nineteen ninety-six. Holy cow. So like you've been in the <laughs> the the gig for how many years then? Don't make me do math in my head, right? 35. Holy cow. Yeah. And you know, you know why I love it? And and uh, like I said, I have two more other train. Eh? I I study for irrigation too. Oh, because yeah. you can't leave your country with one train. No. What if it doesn't work? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, but I stick with the bartender because Maybe not. not because I'm nosy, but I get to know people's business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like being nosy to me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the life of a bartender. When you can sit down and hear people's business, it makes you feel good, you know, because they trust you. First of all, they trust you. Yeah. And you you have an open ear. Yeah. And uh, kind of a, and if you guys hurry to offer, that would be great. But, you know, if if you if I'm sitting at the bar, I'm not always going to be happy. Yeah, I have my ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. You you must have. I'll just call it. I'll call it sage advice from your friendly mixologist. Have you ever given any advice to people that's kind of lit them up and made their boom? hundred percent. Even on the cruise ship, I used to. I used to see the people because not any anybody, not every everybody get on the ship and they're happy. No, sometimes they use that for a scapegoat, you know. Yeah, they having problem home, boom. I I find out with a lot of people uh, when I used to go on the ship, and I used to go to them and say, "What is your problem? Just enjoy your day." Yeah. And she like worse 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 woman. Eh? I used to say, "What happening?" And she's like. And she said, don't at the bar. She tell me all of story what happened right. and why she was on the cruise ship. Eh? Yeah. Escape good, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and when the cruise finishes, she'd come up to me and she said, I don't know how how you could have catch up on that. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> but because you can tell there was something wrong. Exactly. You yeah. have to pay attention. Yeah. And, and we're dealing with 2,000, 3,000 people every week. Mm-hmm. Different people, you know. You have to be on your A game. That's what I like with the cruise ship. And the cruise ship is no BS. If you don't do your job, you're out on the next port. They don't care where they're going to kick you out. They're going to get you home. But you're kicking you out. Yeah, they don't put up with nothing, man. Yeah. If you can't do your job, you are out. Yeah. And if you're there for 14 years, that means he was doing something. Yeah. You know, that's what I said to myself. I'm like, wow, 14 years. I see people, they used to get on the ship, come in, come work, eh? from Europe. One day, two day, next port, they're gone. Right. Yeah. Lazy people, no, they don't tolerate that. Right. I love it. Everybody has 14 years? 14 years. Wow. Yeah. So I got... So I got, seven years as a bartender, I think, yeah. is the timeline. Yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. that's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know how they say sometimes, like, you know what, that. Sometimes you just have one or two bad days, that's going to be it for you. Did you ever find yourself in that kind of... You know, I'm just having a bad day. Maybe I should, I should try something different, or was it always no, no? I never thought about that. That trying something different, no. Because this is what fooled me. 
Mm-hmm. I've seen funny. <laughs> you, so you have a passion for, and, but it, but it's not serving people drinks. It's it's making exactly. people happy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then the engagement with the, people, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. the interaction with them. Exactly. That's a yeah. that's a different life, man. That, you hear that, so many interesting uh, stories. Yeah. That stuff really on money feed you. Mm-hmm. If I if I don't bargain, I think so that I, I, I I'll be turned crazy. I joined the military. that that laugh i just heard infectious and i don't know how many times that i've talked to you over the years but i would say a couple things and i would hear that laugh so i'd have to figure out what can i say to get that laugh on and it wasn't well it wasn't that hard to do but like that laugh really kind of has that oh it makes me feel good to hear that right yeah i mean yeah yeah so don't ever lose that laugh okay no they'll die buddy he's coming with me I'm not leaving. <laughs> Sounds like a threat to me. Yeah, That's know, right. <laughs> He's not going. That's not leaving. Yeah, yeah. When you came to Canada, what, what was your what was your biggest challenge? Food. Food. Yeah. In what in what way? See, when I came to Canada, I was living in Florida. Florida is a multiculture. You 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 can I can get Nicaraguan food in Florida. Right. Rice, beans. Planting cassava, potato, you know, it's different. When you come here now, you're gonna deal with broccoli, <laughs> mashed potato. <laughs> I, I, just, I just gotta interrupt you. I just gotta be clear that broccoli was not my idea. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, okay, it wasn't my idea. I'm just saying, yeah. I mean, food was difficult, man, for me, you know, to adapt to it, yeah. Really, I I still now uh, I get to know a place in Abbotsford, a Vietnamese place where they sell rice, and it's similar to Nicaraguan rice. So I just go there and buy my rice, beans, and you know. Oh yeah, you know. yeah. So obviously you survive. Oh, so food, and then then what else? Because you, you said first of all, when when you started on the cruise ship, you didn't speak English. No, but you landed in Montreal. Did you speak French? No, no. I had a friend from Montreal. What? Tell me about the bartending job. He was a bar manager on yes. the ship. Yes. I landed in in, in Vancouver. And That's when you left the cruise ships, you came to Vancouver? Yeah. Well, I, in Miami, made, then, what, what, why did you make that change? What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> yes. The woman, who else? <laughs> what else? Come I'm on. I'm see woman. But <laughs> yeah. So I dated this girl. Yeah. Uh, damn I met her in the Panama Canal, damn ships to the sink. Panama <laughs> Canal, now remember, we dated for nine years and get married for one. Oh. That's how I moved here. Yeah. To Abbotsford. Yeah. And she tricked me. I had a, I had a, had a job lined up in Barcelona, in Palma de Mallorca. Everything, you know, pay for everything. Bar manager there. I was going to manage a place there. So when I was in Florida, uh, my ex told me, no, come to Canada for, for two months and then we go. I say okay, deal. Yeah. So when I came here to Canada, when it's time to leave now, she used to, she used to tell me, "Oh, I just get a raise in the bank. I just get a promotion." She told me that for a year. Ah. The guy they're not gonna wait on me a year. Yeah. So then, and I didn't have no plan B. That was my plan. Yes. She was your plan A, B, C. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So now. I have to 
I have to go look something else now. And, you know, I went to the Ramada and asked them for a job and they said, come tomorrow. When it was the Ramada in Abbotsford. Right on, off the highway. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Come tomorrow. And I started working there. I used to bartend there too for, you know, wedding and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then that same year, everything went to hell with my, with my ex. You know, when you come in on the Coca-Cola without breaks, it went like that, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I might have an idea what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah. And, and I, I take it with stride. And she, and she told me, she said, um, this, 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 this is these words that, you know, what I say, I'm going to stay in Chinook and I'm going to show you that I can survive. Because I, I, she's like, you don't have nobody here. And she said, if you leave me, I'm going to see you on the street. So just watch this. One year after, I was better off than, oh my God. <laughs> I lost everything. Absolutely. Money. But I said, money not going to make me happy. Yeah. You know, money come and goes. Yeah. You know, and I started, this was my second living now here in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Also with she and then alone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. I made a good choice, man. I guess so. I guess so. Oh, oh, yeah. And then I was more happy and lively. Yeah. So how did you pick yourself up then? Like, what did you, did you start bartending? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like, like I say, with people. Yeah. People fill me up. Yeah. You know, I, obviously it was, it did hurt me because I think said this was it. Mm -hmm. She was it. This was mm -hmm. the last woman I was going to be with. This yeah. is done. Yeah. And. And then it didn't happen. It kind of disappoints you, you know. But then I said to myself, every disappointment is a blessing. Man. Right. If something bad happened to you, something good coming. Right. That's how I used to think, you know. Yeah. So it didn't, it didn't bug me a lot. You know, I just let it go and, you know, keep doing my thing. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you end up at the local bar here? Because how many bars did you tend here in Chilliwack? That's the only one. And like when we, when I broke up with my girl from my ex, uh, I even leave town. I went to Vancouver for a year. Mm. And then a friend of mine, I used to work with him at the Ramada. He's a Mexican guy. I get him a job there bartending. So he called me, he called me from Vancouver and said, Hey, Edgar, they're opening a new place here. This is, this is the oh, just right here. This is the bistro now. Okay. He called me. I was in Vancouver. He called me, Hey, they're opening a new place here. And, and, you know, it's a good project. So I said, I come and I check it out. And I said to myself, oh, this is a good place to to grow in, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's a challenge. It's a new place. So You saw opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah. And and the challenge, you know, it's not easy to open a new place and you think that everything's going to be good. No. It was a challenge. So I take that challenge. And and my my you you well you know my my imprint is in there. <laughs> my, no, 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 it is. It, it was easy, but and so I get getting when I get into the bistro, and the people used to come and you know talk a lot with them, and they say, "Oh, Edgar, we coming back just for you," and you know keep them coming, keep them coming, you know, yeah, yeah. until the place grow. Eleven years after, man. That's fantastic. <laughs> so eleven years you've been there. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's a good way to pick yourself up. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. But there's something new on the horizon for you in the last little bit because that's oh, yeah. what life does. It, it oh, changes yeah. curveballs and yeah. you get another one you're facing right now. Yeah. 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 So no longer at the bistro, no. not to the next, right? No. So, no. You know, 
it's unfortunately what happened, but you have to move on sometime, you know. Yeah, you got to be happy. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I agree with you. Yeah? So now I'm going to go to that new place is another challenge, which I like. I like to take on those challenges, you know. Yeah. But uh, like you say, I got to be happy. Pretty exciting what we're hearing here. And and, and, and like like most people, ups and downs, but but your ups and downs are literally when, when you say down, yeah. like the Coca-Cola, <laughs> yeah. like the Coca-Cola. We all have that and all that, that story, that one time we were at work and, and that memory that we usually share with someone that when we think about it, it's, it's yeah. gonna, it'll make us laugh. Yeah. And again, getting back to that laugh, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. But is there a story that you can share with us and the listeners that that would kind of, kind of, I'll just say, tickle their funny bone as well? Just a, um, and it's a family show, i got to tell yeah, you. So, yeah. okay, so be, yeah. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I grow is... It's like a mountain and just few little houses and, you know. And um, growing up there, it it was a place that nothing to do with, nothing kids and can do. Right. It was nothing there. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Just for old people. I don't know why the hell we went there. But that's, that's <laughs> another story, right? <laughs> <laughs> but then we moved to to the mines. We got three, three mines. That, they call it the Triangle. Rosita, Suna, and Bonanza. So we, we got family in Rosita. So we went there. We moved there. And this is before the revolution. Eh? You know, so you know, so we had a revolution eh? in 1979. Eh? We moved there in 78 and 79, the revolution. Eh? Good timing. <laughs> so then my mom said, oh, I want to go see my brother. She got a brother in the island named Corn Island. So we go see my brother. No, my, my mom, brother, my uncle. Incredible. The guy got eight family. Eight women with a bunch of kids, about 56 of them. You know. Holy cow. Okay. And we used to go to every, all of them house. And, and I said, I used to tell my uncle, I said, how you know all the name, man? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but but he, used to, he used to visit all of them every day. He used to fishing. So he go fishing and bring food for all the family. So he supported eight wives and 56 kids, is what you Yes. Without a blink of an eye. Thank you. Yeah. And he was proud of it. The island is small. So he, all the, all of them is their family, right? You know? <laughs> yes. Anywhere you go on the street, all in, all in, all in. And you, you know what? Incredible. You know what I didn't like with that? Everybody get along. Really? Everybody get along. The other woman then come over there. Oh, God. It's, it, uh, I couldn't do that. No. I couldn't do that, man. That's no a that's a story. No way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to work with a colleague that he came from a country where he had a number of wives, and it's a different different culture for sure. And it oh. it's you know I don't I I couldn't do it either. Right? No. So, but no, man. Yeah. I could do two, but no more more than that. <laughs> 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 I, I have to tell you, and, and it's something I truly, truly don't understand, because um, I've talked to you before about this. Yeah. I have no idea why you would come to Canada when there's this white, cold stuff that falls from the sky. And you, you're saying you don't like snow. No. This is Canada. It's part of our culture. Yeah. When's the last time you put on a pair of skis and went down a mountain? 
ski what what you what is that you eat that <laughs> talking about black metal ski brother brother <laughs> well, well yeah but i i would think and i'm sure you have like when you when you when you visit a different country you yeah. like when in rome so you would embrace the culture. I know what some some things you did embrace very well. Yeah. However, when it came to the white stuff, it's certainly not your friends. I've been the same. So, no. Hey, you know what? We burn like ice, but in our drink. I like ice <laughs> in my drink. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's yeah. the closest I can get to ice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You put it in my drink. We're good. <laughs> okay. So you've traveled around the world, cruise yep. ships, come to Canada, and lived in Florida. What has worked best for you to help survive both financially and learning to live in a new country? Like, how did you adapt to, to make it feasible for you to succeed, in, even in Florida and in Canada here in BC? Well, in Florida, is much more cheaper than here. Much more, a lot more cheaper than here. Yeah, I tell my girlfriend that yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... So if 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 you make a minimum wage there you can live. Right. You live good. Right. Here in Canada is is more difficult because it's more expensive. Yeah. So so you have to cut down on a lot of things. What you know right. I, I I I like to party but I no, I do it at home because it's so expensive. So yeah, I drink at home now. I, yeah. I can't afford to go. Out. Yeah, and if I go out with my girlfriend, because my girlfriend she she want to eat out every day. So we will we will go out maybe once or twice a month. Okay. Yeah. But but she go out all the time. I said go. You want to go? You just don't go. But I prefer to cook my own food. Yeah. It's good because I know what I'm getting. Yeah. And where you coming from? What's What's next? For you, when it's all said and done, if you were to, and really, what I'm talking about is, is what's what's the big dream for you? And because you've been in Canada for how many yeah. years now? Yeah. And the to plan learn. is to go where after Canada? I'm going back home. Okay. I'm building a sport bar. I I I got everything already. I just need to open it. Mm -hmm. And you know, have a sport bar in Nicaragua is my dream. Okay. That means that I'm like. I made it. And I have a lot of friends. And they're like, oh, Edgar, you want, want help? You want, we can invest. I said, no, I'm going, if I'm going down, I'm going down alone. Right. I don't want to hold nobody. You know, yeah. if I fail, then what the problem come? Trust. Yeah. You know, oh, you guys steal my money. No, not going to happen. It's yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's mine. I'm going down alone. So that's my 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 never dream. That's your other dream, and that's that's basically you sailing off into the sunset and thank you and saying, okay, I've made it. Yeah, and you're gonna get up in the morning and you're gonna go to your bar. And do you, you, does your bar have a name? Double, double play. The double every, play. Every, everything related with baseball, right? Everything related to baseball. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not hockey. No, no, no. Give me that stuff now. Okay. <laughs> no, golf, no. okay. No, but I'm going into just, that now. Just, just to remind you, in Canada and hockey in Canada again, like still kind yeah. of together, man. Right? So, <laughs> I know. Okay. But that double play bar is just calling you, and and that calling is getting louder. And as the oh. stick on, you're going to answer that call one day. And then, oh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And that and that's fantastic. Oh yeah. And and I'll, and I'll tell you this, and and 
I want I want our listeners to really pay attention to this because we all have to have that 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 end game in mind. Yep. Or else in between it's all for naught. Oh, absolutely. I know we don't go nowhere. Yeah. Is that fair to say, Wilkie? Is that oh that's exciting. That's a great yeah. end game, right? Oh. You're oh. gonna do what you want to yes. for the rest of your time. Oh yeah. That's exciting. It's a great way to go. Yeah. Well, there it is again. I can hear that music. It's telling us that this episode has really come to an end. Quite frankly, I don't think it really has come to an end. And I'm I'm going to be perfectly honest. And I'm thank you for sharing your stories with us tonight, Ed. Yeah, thank you. It's it's really made a difference. I mean, you're one of those people that bring laughter and joy into our lives. So thank you for doing that. Um, thanks for sharing the stories tonight. And just just for our listeners. Um, I'm going to do a quick recap of what I got from you that, that's going to be useful for those listeners. That If you have a dream, don't let anybody stop. You go for that dream. That's Absolutely. Good. Be a study-holic because yeah. you didn't stop, right? No. <laughs> be prepared to sacrifice for your dream. Always enjoy your day. Yeah. And along with that, and this is something that, that, that we really have to emphasize, Every disappointment is a blessing. Yeah. Make others happy along the way. And here's here's a really, really important one as well. Money will never make you happy. Oh, no. 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 No, I know that. I learned that the hard way. But... <laughs> yeah. And, and it's unfortunate we do learn the hard way. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping our listeners will pay attention yeah. to what you're saying. Yeah. And... and they won't find themselves in that hard way. Yeah. 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 No, money will never make you happy. No. So again, thanks for sharing your stories tonight. And uh, remember, we were never meant to walk alone. Yeah. Thank you all guys for having me. That was good.